0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So here's an example of a trade group who is specifically asking, Hey, Seattle Police Department, we need you to hire more police officers so we can maintain a basic level of safety that we don't have right now. And these are people running grocery stores. These are people literally selling others' groceries in the city of Seattle, and they don't feel safe. And we're gonna talk about them reaching out to the police department. Guess what's happening? Well, with the whole defunding of the police thing and police officers retiring, quitting, making lateral moves, moving out of state, we're down, what, a couple hundred police officers, 250, probably 300 by year's end. It just doesn't leave enough police officers to make everything okay, right? So now we've got an actual example of a the Washington Food Industry Association saying, Hey, hire some more cops. None of this to fund the police because clearly that's not working. Let's get some more police going. So what we're going to talk about today before we do before we jump on in. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I read the news. So what does a food group Representing companies who sell groceries to citizens, demanding more police protection. What does that have to do with real estate? Why are we talking about that on a real estate podcast? Well, because real estate is community. And if the people providing basic services within a community don't feel safe just doing their job, you've got some real issues. And it's called public safety. And that impacts real estate greatly. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Let's get into this. This is a King Five News. Seattle Grocers ask Seattle Police Department to hire more officers to meet basic levels of public safety. Isn't it crazy that we have to go out of our way to say, "Oh, we'd like some more cops, please." Isn't it crazy that we have to resort to those that, that level of just basically begging? our leadership to, hey, could we get some more cops over here? What do you think? We need a few more rounds of police hiring to happen pronto, right now. The Washington Food Industry Association says its members are scared for their employees and shoppers and question why they continue to do business in Seattle. It's a lot of the comments I get is, all right, this is what you voted in. Now you got to deal with it. And unfortunately, that's what's going on in Seattle. Our attorneys here are prosecuting attorneys. They don't really prosecute much in the way of any lower level crime because that's a very progressive way to handle crime. Just don't prosecute. Don't put anybody in jail. We love our fellow human being. Even guys who are known shoplifters, just repeated shoplifters. I mean, some of these guys just have these crazy rap sheets, right? It's okay. I mean, I'm sure on this 45th arrest, he's going to do better. He's going to be a better human being. He's not going to go out there and steal from these stores anymore. Hallelujah. No, that's not the way this works, right? These guys just keep going back, keep going back, keep going back. And we're seeing this on a consistent basis and the numbers are not going down. That's the that's the tough part with this. It's not going in the right direction. The Washington Food Industry Association is calling on the city of Seattle to address its crime problem. The association argues its members feel conditions are not safe for employees and shoppers. Simply put, we need the city council to work with the Seattle Police Department to bring staffing levels up in a way that meets basic levels of public safety. Action must be taken to increase the number of police available to respond to emergency calls in a timely manner. The current response times are simply unacceptable. When you call 911, you expect a timely response. said WFIA President Tammy Hetrick in a news release. This is what we've been talking about for a long time. Um, If you defund the police, your response call times are going to go through the roof. That's where we sit. Shoplifters know it. They're just going to keep doing their thing. And they know that if they get caught, odds are they won't get prosecuted because nobody's doing jail time for shoplifting. It's just one of those crimes now that's kind of fall between the cracks and nobody really cares. And the cops, you know, the cops are only dealing with priority one and priority two calls, essentially, right? So anything else, if you're a store owner, good luck with that shoplifting call. Somebody's stealing from my store. That used to be a big deal. You used to be scared to get caught. You'd have to go into some kind of diversion program and, you know, have to pay restitution to the store and all kinds of stuff. Not anymore. You can just go into a store, steal something, come on out. And well, I was really hungry. I mean, that's literally one of the defenses here in the city of Seattle that's been kicked around is, you know, if it's a basic needs and you stole it, that's okay, because you probably really needed it. Unfortunately, what's going on is people are stealing to feed their drug habits, and nobody really wants to talk about that. There are literally fences set up to sell stolen goods that look like new at a deep, deep discount. We just talked about um, one of Jason Rance's recent articles on the bazaar in downtown Seattle where homeless people have set up basically a store to sell stolen goods on the streets of Seattle. Out in the open, on 3rd Avenue. It's not hidden at all. It's like, all right, here's what we're doing. Come on down. We'll get you a big discount. The funny part that I thought was... uh and Jason Rance did the math on the discounted bottle of really pretty good whiskey, I, I'm you know, going to guess. It was discounted from, I can't remember, was it 80 bucks down to 20 bucks, something like that. And it was like, yeah, if you're looking for a 70% discount on a really good bottle of whiskey, this might not be a bad option. You can't really prove that it's stolen goods and the police can't either. That's why they're not shutting it down and they're not confiscating the Said allegedly stolen goods, and that's why the the bazaars you know continues to operate. We've got people just going in and stealing stuff willy nilly because there's no repercussions for them doing that. None. Just like okay, might as well try. You know, get away with it if that's your thing. Why not? Nobody's going to do anything except the we're here now we're we're starting to see an actual group saying we need more cops. One of the great, the best quotes is uh from the grocery store guy that we're going to read about Quan. Um he said you you need you got to do something, not just the talking. That was his quote. You got to do something, not just the talking about doing something with the levels of shoplifting and crime that are rising. The so more than 200 Seattle police officers have left the force in recent months. It's more than that. And workers at grocery and convenience stores say they are feeling the impacts of the loss. I just try to do my best to protect the store and protect myself, said Tai Kwan, manager of Belltown Market. Kwan is often the only employee working in the convenience store. He stocks, helps customers, and finds himself increasingly responsible for security. You should see this guy. He looks like he looks like a Bruce Lee kind of dude, small, but his defense is tight. I mean, he he just blocks punches left and right. And how do I know this? Because he has security footage of him basically fighting shoplifters out in the street, not necessarily fighting, but I think he ran them down and then they try and hit him and he blocks them and just like, okay, this is a store owner. This is not an MMA fighter. This is not the UFC. This is a 53 year old store owner like me. He's probably put his whole life into this business, into this grocery store. He's a one man, you know, band, and he's trying to do it all, including security. He's out on the street. He's not a big dude, but he's out on the street battling for what's his. And he shouldn't have to do that. Police should have his back. But we all know where that went. Yeah not good, Hmm. defund the police, and have police quit and tell the police that they're horrible human beings, they're gonna quit in record numbers, which they have. And now we are dealing with it. So now we're dealing with the choices of the politicians that we put in office. And you've got a direct example, not just some some random crime stats going up, you've got actual human beings who are responsible for their own security. Uh it's just nutty. What are we paying all these taxes for? What is the Seattle Police Department budget going to? Well, it's going to a bare bones effort, because we don't have enough cops in the street to keep the city safe. That, that's where we sit. And people want to say, Oh, well, we don't, we don't really need any more. We're good. Mm, okay, not according to people selling groceries for a living, right? So Kwan said he has more than 1,000 video clips pulled from the store security system that will document the theft and assault that he's endured. A thousand clips. A thousand clips. All right. If you don't think it's a big deal, multiply a thousand clips times times ten bucks. That's ten grand. Guaranteed. It's way more than that, right? So I mean, how much money has he bled out? And then multiply that by all the stores across Seattle and across these cities with politicians who put laws in place where we just basically minimize anything remotely concerning low level crime. Let's just get rid of that. That'll help our crime stats out That's what we're doing. So he said he has more than a 1000 clips pulled from the storage security system that document the theft and assault that he's endured. He's made hundreds of calls to Seattle police. But he said officers either don't show or arrive too late. Hey, they got other stuff they're working on. Unfortunately, shoplifting, nobody's in immediate danger. They're not going to do much. Don't have the manpower. Don't have the bandwidth to even address that at this point in time, right? So the Washington Food, whatever it is, council, said its member association said its members are scared for their employees and customers, and that some members are questioning why they continue to do business in Seattle. That's a really, really good question. Why are you continuing to operate? I mean, what if all the stores in Seattle in these areas impacted? What if they just shut down and said, yep, nope, we're done. QFC already did that when the City of Seattle said, you need to raise your uh, hourly workers wage by $4 an hour. QFC corporate Kroger said, mm, no, those stores weren't working all out all that well to begin with. Therefore, we are shutting those stores down. What if you basically just had a bunch of shop owners stop selling stuff? Now, this guy, the, the store that he's the Beltown grocery store, this is probably this is his livelihood. This is how he makes a living. So shutting a store down, like on the corporate level. That's probably a no go for him, right? He's put endless time and hour and blood, sweat and tears into this one location, it sounds like. And he's not going to walk away. He's literally out on the sidewalk, battling for his store. You can watch the video on this uh, on on this uh, article this posting by King five, the city of Seattle has a crime problem, and there currently are not enough resources to address it. Adding more officers to respond in a reasonable time frame is a rational solution. Here on the Seattle real estate podcast, we focus on reasonable. You know why? Because so much of what we deal with now is simply not reasonable. It doesn't make any sense at all. So when I say rational solution, I am all over it. Rational? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So when there's not enough resources to address the crime problem, and then we throw out adding more officers to respond in a reasonable time frame. Let's see, we've got more officers, they're able to cover more of the city, we can cover more situations, not just priority one and priority two calls. Maybe we can go out now and then and deal with a shoplifting call. Does that seem reasonable and rational? yes, it does. I'm on board with that. I'm okay with that. Are we going to be sending out an unarmed social worker to said shoplifting problem? I hope not. No, that's new. Send out a cop, send out a cop with a gun, take down some of these shoplifters, put them in jail, make an example of them. And then we'll kind of see, all right, how's this working out long term? We would like to work with the council, city council, Seattle City Council, good luck with that, and the Seattle Police Department to develop a solution to these challenges, said Hetrick. In response to the WFIA, the Washington Food Whatever It Is Association, is that independent I guess I should probably get this group correct, shouldn't I? Let me go back up and let me look here. Washington Food Industry Association. Sorry. So here's how this article closes out. In response to the Washington Food Independent Association, the Seattle Police Department said Industry Association, sorry, I just butchered that again. The Seattle Police Department said, the department continues in its efforts to hire additional officers to enhance public safety service in Seattle. In other words, we're doing the best we can shut up about it. You defunded us. This is where we're at. Hey, this is what we can do. And I don't think anybody particularly blames the police. People are just frustrated. I'm calling the cops. This is what I pay my taxes for. They should come willy nilly pronto. But I get it. We don't have enough cops to keep the city of Seattle safe. A lot of other cities, Portland, same thing. San Francisco, same thing. Minneapolis, same thing. You can see the kind of general trend here, right? So then a lot of folks are just going to say, well, that's what you get. You know, you want to be really progressive, you're going to have to take some progression in crime increasing as well. So that's what we're dealing with right now. Literally people who are, you know, getting your groceries from wherever to their store so you can go buy them you have got a thousand video clips pulled from store security that document the theft and assault that this one shop owner has endured. A thousand clips. That's nuts. That's nuts. This should not be happening, but it is. And without enough cops on the street, you can kind of see, all right, well, and I've talked about this, you know, those doing the shoplifting, they're not going to slow down when they understand that there's not enough cops on the street to keep the street safe. They're not going to slow down their shoplifting just because, you know, officer law can't come out and handle things. No, it goes the other way. It goes the other way. They do more because they can get away with it. And this is a numbers game. If you shoplift enough, you get enough money, be able to buy yourself whatever it is, drugs, whatever it is. Yeah, it this is just crime like this has become a way to make a living. And there's far too many people out there doing it. And we've become way too progressive in dealing with homelessness, drug addiction, people shooting each other, just crime in general. We just kind of let it happen and wonder why things aren't getting any better. So this is going to get worse. We're going to have over 300 officers That are out of the Seattle Police Department here probably by the end of the year. And all you got to do is just look at the numbers and go, here we are. Yep. Saw that one coming. Saw that one coming. I think most of us who are reasonable are like to fund the police. Hmm. I don't really think that's a solution. If you've got a if you got an interim plan for how you're going to handle crime going up in the meantime, if you've got a solution, I'm willing to listen to it. But so much of what was said in the political rhetoric during around the time where we defunded the police, and here in the city of Seattle, we only defunded it by 18% their budget. The peaceful protesters slash violent rioters, they were demanding a 50% reduction, not based on any data or science. That's just a number they pulled out of their butt defund the police by 50%. Now, there was no correlation to 50% actually getting them where they wanted their goals to be. None whatsoever. They just pulled it out of their rear end and went, here you go, we want 50%. So in order to appease them somewhat, we gave them 18%. All right, we did a little whack. But in the meantime, and way before this ever happened, the number of police officers in in these kind of cities, uh, funding hasn't been going up. It's been, if it's been going up, it's because the city's population has increased so dramatically. And in a city like Seattle, where 770,000 police officers, we need the budget to be increasing more rapidly than it is, because we've been at a deficit of police officers for years. Portland, same thing for years. For years, cops on the ground, they're just struggling to try and meet the Like this article says, the basic public safety service throughout Seattle. Seattle doesn't have it. It's shy on cops. You don't have enough cops to run around do their job. That's a pretty easy equation for me to kind of wrap my head around. It's like, ah, you don't have enough, you don't have enough guys to keep it safe. Well, then it's not going to be safe. And here we are. We've literally got a grocery association saying this isn't good. We need more cops, bring more cops out now. How would this have gone? How would this this uh, have gone over last summer when we were just all enthralled with the whole defunding the police thing? It was such a new shiny object and had such hope and promise for those that were reimagining and rethinking until it didn't, right? Until the rubber hits the road and reality is, okay, yeah, we did that. And there's less cops on the street, but our crime's going up. This isn't going the direction that we had hoped it would. Now, and the rest of us are like, okay, we saw that one coming. That's not a hard call. You take, you know, what makes the street safe to begin with, which is officers doing, you know, prevention, they work their prevention angles, you don't have enough prevention, then you're just totally backpedaling all the time. And you're trying to solve all these crimes, which you're never going to do, because you don't have enough cops to do that. So this is not a uh, shocking story by any means. The really interesting thing is is you've got a specific industry association saying, hey, we need to do something. And you got to do something, not just the talking. I think that's a quote that we need to have on a t-shirt. You got to do something. Not just the talking, not just the talking, because that's what it seems like we end up doing, right? Let's, let's talk about this. Let's reimagine. Let's rethink. Let's do some more talking. We'll think, talk, think. And in the meantime, crime just keeps on happening, doesn't it? It just does. And everybody's like, oh, well, I mean, we're talking about funding this community based program over here. How's that working out? Crime down? It's not shootings are up. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Who'd have thought? Nutty, right? I mean, this is literally where we sit. I sit here reading these stories where you've got basic, basic, you know, associations of business that are, you know, essential business within our community. And they're screaming out, hey, over here, we need some more cops. That's literally what they're saying. And they're saying, you got to do something, not just the talk. Talking, talking is good, but action, that's better. But that's not what we want to do here in Seattle. We want to reimagine, we want to rethink until we are, you know, just blue in the face. And then we do it some more. And then we stand around and go, why did not that work out? We didn't really do anything, but we sure talked a lot. And it's shocking that all this talking isn't really having any kind of, you know, obvious impact on the scenario. Crime isn't going to go down, not going to go down on its own. So I totally agree with the Washington Food Industry Association. And not just because I've experienced what they have, but because this is such an obvious, obvious condition, you don't have enough cops to keep, you know, to keep Western Washington safe in a lot of these cities that are impacted by this Seattle in particular. So when it comes down to voting, yeah, make that vote count. Because the folks that are responsible for the Seattle City Council and its current position, people who voted that stuff in voted those folks in, mm, you've got some decisions to make you want to keep going with that. Maybe have some grocery stores you know, basically shut down. I, You've got businesses leaving some of these areas that are hardest hit. And we've read multiple, multiple storylines of businesses leaving. You've also got businesses coming in because they haven't felt the pain that other businesses have, like this owner of the Belltown grocery store. It's a small little mini mart. He's probably been dealing with this stuff for years. Bring a new, you know, store owner in. They might You know, treat it a little bit differently because they just haven't had the thousand beat down video sessions that this guy has. They're willing to, you know, try to deal with the challenge. So those who've been around for a long time and have put in a lot of work in these locations, those are the ones that I'm like, yeah, we need to do something for those folks, not just the talking. But I got a feeling we're going to have a lot more talky talk coming because Crime levels, they're increasing. People are talking about that in ways that I haven't seen uh, since like maybe the 80s where we had a lot of gang violence. I remember in high school, I graduated in 87. So I started in 84, graduated in 87. We had a lot of talk about gang violence, you know, where the gangs were coming from. A lot of it had to do with the Crips and the Bloods out of California and the East Coast, right? Right just how that went. So we talked about it a lot. And we had gang prevention here in Seattle. Right now, we've kind of gone the other way and just said police are bad. Therefore, we don't want to hire any more cops, we're going to defund their, we're going to reduce their budgets, we'll just see how this works out. Yep. And then communities on the lower end of things, they take the brunt of this grocery stores in these areas take the brunt of this. And that's what we're talking about. So this isn't going to go away. We'll keep talking about it here in the Seattle State podcast, because we are reasonable. And um, we know that this is not a sustainable situation. Need to get some more cops on the street that hold the fund the police thing ridiculous. All right, so that's it for me on this one. I will see you guys soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk. We'll talk just around the corner right over there. All right. I'll see you there. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.